Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Okay, here we go. Let's let's see how we can spin these three chapters into about ten minutes of hardcore analysis and shapes. This is a book about God pointing out all the ways his people have fucked up and making sure they know they have to repent, as time's going to come to pass and they will be judged, and probably the judgment will happen at the Valley of Josephine. Now, obviously it doesn't just come out there and say it, God knows Bible is above directly saying what it means. Instead, we open with a list of things that have been wasted. Wine, wheat, etc. Loads of things being broken, rivers, glass, etc. Now, I'm assuming this is God again having a little dig at us people. Don't you just hate it when everything's broken and you keep wasting everything? I suppose, God, I mean, if I run out of wheat because someone wasted it, I'm going to feel kind of (laughs) sour. Yeah, sucks with wheat. You okay? Fine. You sure? Sounds like there might be a bigger problem here. Oh no, I'm fine. Why wouldn't I be fine? Just pointing out that I hate waste and broken things. Two main things have been taken from this first section. One, Christians decided to use this book at the start of Lent. Read a short little book that bangs on about repentance and fasting. Ah, yeah, it talks about fasting in the book as well. Two, people have used this book to try and work out when the world will end. Valley of Josephine. People, real-life people, measured this valley to see if you could fit everyone who was to be judged. Like, real people who were otherwise smart checked this out. Fucking Spinoza checked this out. That philosopher that... Right, he didn't invent the idea of monads. Uh, That was Leibniz. But thing is, look, I learnt about Spinoza and Leibniz at the same time, and all I've retained from these lectures is the whole monad thing, and that's just because it sounds almost a little bit kind of rude. But anyway, we're getting off track, right? This little section appealed to all the people who wanted to turn poetry into, you know, counting thinking if they could work out exactly how many people could fit in the valley, they would know how many people were being judged and therefore could determine exactly when the world would end. No, I'm not entirely sure I follow the argument either. We now get God telling of all the pain and suffering that's coming. Things will be dreadful, like so, so bad for us people, and they have to constantly prepare for the day of the Lord. When exactly is that, God? Oh, you can figure it out yourself. I'll tell you where I'll be judging you, right? And you just find out how many people can fit there, bit of a bit of a boom, and you get the date for the end of the world. Okay, but... Problem, is there? Just... I think you may have bit of a bam, bit of a boomed uh, the important bit of working out that date. Would you mind taking me through it again? Again? And a touch slower. Slower, please. Okay. You know where you lot, every human, is going to get judged by me. You know that, don't you? That valley? Yeah, we got that. Okay. If you measure that, you will find out exactly how many people can fit in the valley. If you do your sums right, you'll get quite the exact number. You know how to do those calculations, don't you? Uh, no, but we've got people who know. Okay, right. 
These people, they haven't been getting too much knowledge, have they? No god, no god, no, no. They've got the right amount of knowledge to keep you happy that they're knowledgeable, but haven't got enough to make you angry with their knowledge. Brilliant. Okay then. So once you have the exact figure, bibbly-bam, bibbly-bam, bibbly-boo, you get the date. Okay, thanks. Uh, again, same problem? It is a similar problem, yeah. This went on for some time, but basically, God tells everyone to turn to him, follow him, and he will lead them through the hard times, for he is merciful God who is slow to anger. <laughs> You're laughing at me. You're shitting me, right? What? Stick with me, guys. I'm an ever-loving, merciful, cool, chill guy. You're a fucking maniac is what you are. Do you want to be smited? Because you're going the right way about it if that's what you want. And there it is. There what is? The slightest push back and you go on murdering. You're many things, God, but please don't go around saying you're slow to anger. You're the 10 second car of anger. Don't understand. F fast cars like in the Fast and Furious movies. Never seen them. I, I, I wasn't about for them. I'd assumed as much. After loads of words about every crop being destroyed and God's people being pricks, we have God saying he'll take back his people's land and give them all kinds of food because he loves them. It jumps back and forth like this, a surprising amount considering the brevity of this book. I say book, it's more of a pamphlet. Like someone had gone around all of God's chosen people sliding a little pamphlet through each of their doors which simply read, you're a bunch of bastards and I don't really like you, you know, if I'm honest, but I'm gonna eat your enemy's kids so there's that. It's like a sort of love letter, but a love letter between two people who are very clearly settling for each other. Each knowing they could do so much better, but it's late in the day and they neither have the time nor inclination to brush their hair, think up witty answers to asinine questions, or learn the various degrees of bullshit that a new person could throw at them. Yeah, their partner is unfaithful, aggressive, violent, gaslighting, manipulative, erratic, unpredictable, violent, gaslighting, manipulative, gaslighting, manipulative, violent, and did I say violent? but he does love them really and there were all those good times can't quite put my finger on the good times but he does keep telling me they happened and he's so much smarter than me i'm stupid i know this because he's smart and he tells me i'm stupid he should know so i guess i'm stupid qed and there we have it that's two minor prophets ticked off the list and this really is scraping the barrel of the definition of prophet isn't it just going things will be bad then they'll be better now, well, maybe the next prophet will get all Nostradamus on us. Sleep tight. See you tomorrow. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>